Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I have some special guests with me. This month is Empowering Women. And uh, we have some special guests. We have Cassie here. And we have Angie back with me, joining me today. And we want to right, yeah. switch that back. It's Casey. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Casey here. And uh, we want to talk and ask her some questions about her life. And we're going to roll it right to her. And tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. All right. So uh, I grew up in New Jersey, but like the re really rural part, like up in the woods. So um, didn't have a lot of experience with people or life. Uh, I was raised by my mom and my father was there, too, for most of my childhood. But my mom was like my my strong point. And when I was 17, I decided to join the military after my dad made a bad investment and we started to lose the house. And my mom was a registered nurse and she was working about six nights a week trying to make ends meet. And I have, you know, a special needs sister. She has severe autism and I had a little brother and I just couldn't put that financial burden on her to, you know, she always, always instilled in me that she wanted me to go to college because she never wanted me to depend on a man for money. So I had to promise her, you know, if you go to the military, you, you need to go to college. So, um, you know, I, I held true to that promise. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps at 17. Um, went into boot camp. I uh, worked on helicopters. I was stationed in Camp Pendleton, California. I worked on Hueys and Cobras. And after that, I deployed to Afghanistan in 2012. I Right after Afghanistan, I got out and went to college and became a registered nurse. Well, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to ask her, start off and ask her, where'd you get your confidence from? But I got a feeling it came from your mom. My mom and my father. So I have to say that my mom raised me and my father trained me. You know, my father's where I got my toughness from and probably my confidence as well. Yeah. And my mother gave me the tools that I needed that she didn't have in life. You know, which I think is the whole point of having children anyway, right? Absolutely. How, how was it growing up? You said you mentioned that you had a sister that had um, special needs. Yes. How, how was growing up and having that at home? That, that was, for me, um, probably where I got a lot of my fighting spirit. Um, because my sister was nonverbal and had a lot of behaviors, you know. Didn't, wasn't necessarily potty trained until she was eight years old. So, you know, and I always had her. We're 13 months apart. We're like, they call us oh, Irish wow. twins. Yeah. So I don't remember my life without her. So I would be at the park and I would see people start picking on her and I'd have to buck up. You know, like it's just, yeah. it, it just kind of ingrained in you because you protect your family. Um, so I think she also had a really big part in me, like kind of growing up and being like that fighting spirit and just that underlying anger and drive to... You know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that plays a role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm curious. You said mm -hmm. you were in, uh, in the Marines mm -hmm. and you were stationed in Afghanistan. How was mm -hmm. that? So that that was um, for me because I was a helicopter electrician now. So mm -hmm. in case you don't know, females are not allowed or weren't allowed at the time to be infantry or on the ground, like kicking in doors. Yeah. So when I first joined, I really, really wanted to be infantry. And that's where I kind of first heard that you can't based on the sole fact that I was a female, not based on any ability that I had, no tests, no nothing. You know, I I'm had, sure that's changed. Now. Oh, definitely now. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, 10 years later and I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going back in yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, too yeah. old, actually. Um, so we know that, you know, the phrase, how does the phrase um, 
you can't, you know, feel Ooh. your fire. You can't. Yeah. You can't do this. When tell me somebody tells me that I can't, especially when I was younger, I used to feel it right in my chest. You know, right in that, right in that core. And I said, I can't watch me. You know, like yeah. watch. Now you're gonna look like a fool. Because for me, I really feel like anything that I, you know, I think that anybody, anything that anybody puts their mind to, they, they can, achieve. they can accomplish. Yeah. And the only person that's gonna stop you is yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, roadblocks come up, but you, there's always a way to problem solve, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, what, other than you can't, like for me in the military, I could not join the infantry. And that killed me for me because I didn't even get the chance to try and fail. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even have the but chance that, to fail. That, that would be different, though, because you didn't even have the option. Exactly. To. Exactly. So that used to that used to burn me up, you know, and then people would hold that over my head. Oh, you're not a real Marine. You're a female. You obviously can't be infantry. Be looking at you. You're not infantry either. You're sitting here next to me. Yeah, but I could if I wanted to. I was like, yeah, but you didn't. I yeah. wanted to. That's yeah. the difference between you and I. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah. You're not yeah. having the ability exactly. to show. They're not that even giving you the, you can, the, the choice, the chance to. Time of day. Yeah. 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 Well, when, when somebody tells you, and, and again, quit is quit, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to know what it is to win, you have to lose. Absolutely. And a lot of people just want to get to the finish line without the hard work. So the hard work comes from, and and I think this is what makes you both strong women, mm -hmm. because of your attitude, what you're talking about, about this. Because when ke people keep saying you can't do things and you're not, most people say, yeah, I can't do it, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And they don't keep pushing forward. And I think that's the message, again, to women, men, boys, or anybody that's listening is, a guy that does it once, and or a girl that does it once and can't do it, they just say, I can't do it, that's a quitter. Somebody does it 10 times and can't do it, that's a quitter. Somebody does it 25, is a quitter. But that person does it 100 times and everybody said, this guy's nuts, this girl's nuts. Yeah, mm -hmm. How many um, times you want to fail? And that person says, until I can do it. Absolutely. And, and that's why there's very few people in the world that people say, well, this guy was a hero, this woman was somebody special, mm -hmm. she's an Olympic champ, because those are the people that don't quit. Those are the people when... You, and everybody has weaknesses, we all do. And whether it's alcohol and we were gonna talk and I wanna touch up a little bit on, you know, one of our sponsors is, uh, we, we sponsor Dr. Kramer and it's, and I joke a lot about it, mm -hmm. about weed and, you know, legalization of it, get your card, medical card for different things. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I wanna know what your feeling is in it because I know you talked about that before yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. So I'm 100% I'm like pro cannabis. So I, you know, I hold my own card in the state of New York as a veteran and I want to make that accessible for other veterans. So that's, you know, kind of something that I want to do with my nursing career um, is I want to make make other veterans aware and other people that have been mm -hmm. through traumatic experiences that you don't have to find the answer at the bottom of the bottle because that's not the correct way to really deal with the emotions. What that does, mm -hmm. it's just a mask. So, you know, you kind of push it, Temporary. you push it, you push it, you push it, and then you you drink and it comes out. So for me, I was I was binge drinking, not to the point where I was I was not drinking every day. But when I did drink, I drank a lot and I blacked out and it always caused me trouble. And I couldn't understand. I was like, why can't I break this cycle? So you know? were you drinking due to trauma or were you drinking for to, to just release? It was a, okay. it was a release for me. You know, I'd have one or two and I was like, that feels nice. I'm gonna have seven, and then you know, then I then I'm a monster. I have no idea who I am. You know, I wake up, I hear the stories. I'm like, like, uh, you know. And I had to make a real decision, you know, because that kind of carried on into my marriage, and I was just, you know, miserable. 
And then I found cannabis, you know, actually my, my therapist at the VA, cause I was started going to therapy. I was like, what's wrong with me? I, I keep self-sabotaging myself, you know, and now I'm a nurse. I can lose my license if I get arrested or, you know, mm. just get crazy in the streets. So I just need to find an alternative. And he suggested the medical marijuana program in New York. And I've always, you know, had a, had a passion for weed for the way it made me feel. My father was a chronic smoker. It helped him calm down. So I just think there's something genetically with me that my chemical balance, yes. you know, and it helps our veterans because what it actually does for people with PTSD is mm -hmm. when they're exposed to triggers, it actually helps their body slow the response, you know, and then so they could actually sit there and work through sitting on a subway in a crowded room. Well, I mean, the subways aren't crowded now, but back, you know, that was a, yeah. that's a big thing for veterans, you know, being packed in, in tight spaces or, you know, total silence. I, you know, I've, I've served with a lot of it helps, it helps with sleeping, helps with sleeping, sleeping. nightmares, you yeah. know, everything you don't dream. Do you know I was diagnosed with PTSD? I could only yeah, imagine, John. Exactly. I mean, sure, of course. <laughs> all I got to do is read your bio. I'm like, oh, exactly. well, I'm sorry. Check so, <laughs> but that's I actually joke about it a lot. Yeah. Because that's one of the ways, you know, people say, well, it's he jokes and he's got yeah. a, a, a dark sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Because I'll joke about a lot of things like, because that's my way through it, right? Yeah. yeah. And and for the people, you know, we had a therapist on here. We talked about it on one of the other shows. and. I think everybody should see a therapist. I don't know anybody in this world that's perfect. No, so, absolutely not. You know, and I think if you work through mm -hmm. your things and able to talk about it, you know, and guys always talk about, you know, forces or guys breaking down and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm close with Brian, we'll drink redemption, right? And we yeah. joke about it because it says redemption, right? And that's what we're pushing. And, you know, you'll talk about emotions. And some guys, they're at that point where they always got to act like that. Rah, tough guy, tough that's guy. Yeah. But I'm that guy that'll talk about crying, right? And people mm -hmm. will say, oh, you know, you're going to get those dummies that always talk nonsense. Mm -hmm. And that same guy is probably, you know, in another room crying alone. They're too oh, stupid yeah. to say, yeah. hey, let me be honest about my feelings so I can help mm -hmm. somebody it's else. Macho, yeah, and well, yeah. you know, and that's that Bravado, yeah, kid yeah. nonsense and maybe grown men or women. They're too immature to get to that level to try to help themselves. So, you know, it's a it's a big thing to say, like some of the stuff that you're talking about mm -hmm. and. You know, mm -hmm. for people to understand, it's okay. It's okay to say I've seen a therapist. It's okay to say Absolutely. I've seen a We all have problems. Yeah. I said, and if we talk about them, it's the only way these kids that are listening to us mm -hmm. will say, hey, he just said it. He's supposed to be, or well, she just said it. Yeah. Or she said it, and they're strong women, and they're successful women. And, you know, so I think it's important that we go, you know, we talk about these things and, and uh, try to get that as part of common ground mm -hmm. with people to say, hey, I need some help. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the common misconception is that the therapist is going to tell you how to feel or judge you or whatever it is. I don't know no. what the stigma is against the mental Pe health no, or that you're think, weak. Yeah. Oh, that you're crazy. Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to see a therapist. Well, people a use it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to the, the uh, CBD oil. Okay. Yeah. Now, Cannabis. Yeah. So I don't know much about it. Actually, my son knows a lot about it. Yeah. And, you know, I have arthritis. Yeah. Does it really help? Does it, if I started taking that, you know, and I hear so many things that it's 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 really good for you and it, and it works. So there's actually two different things. So there's different like parts of the plant. So CBD is one part and THC is another part, right? Um, to break it down very simply, THC is what gets you high, you know, and that's going to be good for certain individuals like PTSD. You know, it's, it's good for certain ailments, the THC. The CBD is good for arthritis because it decreases um, inflammation. Yeah, I get a lot. So it's almost like, almost like an ibuprofen, but a natural one. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing about, you know, this plant is that, 
you know, whether it's psych illnesses or, you know, bodily, bodily illnesses or arthritis or pain, um, you could take a ridiculous amount of pharmaceutical drugs, you know, that are going to have their own side effects that you have to take their own medications for. Or you could have one plant that has, you know, very limited side effects and, you know, all natural. And for me, that just trumps everything else. Because let's say you you have arthritis and you want to take, I you know, some Advil for the rest of your life. You're going to destroy your kidneys if you mm-hmm. take too much all the time or your that's stomach right. lining. You're going to end up with ulcers. Okay. that's And that's just the reality. And that's just, a you know, harmless over-the-counter drug. Right. Nothing about these people on, you know, that have PTSD and the VA or, you know, their therapist or psychiatrist, I mean, is throwing all of these really heavy duty drugs on them yeah. that have these terrible side effects, you know, sexual, metabolic, meaning they're gaining weight, you know, it's just a lot. And so for me, I think it's worth it. And then you become so dependent of them. As you well. can become dependent, you become depressed, you become suicidal. Yeah. I think it's so crazy that the biggest side effect of, of psychiatric drugs are, you know, the risk of suicide, that's you know, because that's what they, but it's just the way that the chemical works. So I just feel like the natural alternative is just better for, it's not, it's not, you know, one size fits all, of course, medicine is never one size fits all. But I think for the general population, for a healthy person, I think cannabis would be the best option. How do you see um, cannabis in the business side? How do you think it's growing? Or is it, you know, people are buying stocks on it right now. So do you think it's going to be? It's only a matter of time before we have federal you know, legalization. I I can only hope because the only thing that's really keeping us down, I feel like, is the pharmaceutical companies because mm-hmm. you have cannabis Absolutely. get legalized, then Percocets are out the window for, you know, I can't yeah. tell you how many patients I have. I don't want to take the Percocet. Right. You know, I, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Can I just have an edible instead? I'm like, yes, you can. Okay. Well, you're <laughs> billions yeah. is backed by big pharma. Exactly. Very so. They don't want to yeah. let go. No. So, but I mean, it will be huge. I mean, it's going to, it it was a huge medicine thousands of years ago. You know, it wasn't until, you know, the prohibition really that they started mm-hmm. zeroing in on, mm-hmm. you know, the drugs. And that was the beginning. And then obviously with Nixon and the drug war, it was just over from there. And so that's a very short time period when you're looking at, you know, human history, yeah. human history, that, that plant's been around forever. People didn't even think twice about it, yeah. you know? Yep. I got to wrap it up. Okay. We're running out of time. Can you, you guys, girls, women, ladies, uh, Give a final message to everybody that's listening before we go. Do you have anything to say to anybody? So in uh, in light of empowered woman, I just want to say um, commit to yourself. I think that's the biggest thing to be an empowered woman is that as women, we're designed to give all of ourselves to others as a wife, as a mother, as mm-hmm. you know, our occupations, nurses, teachers, waitresses. We give so much of our own self to others. Commit to yourself and show that same compassion for yourself and you'll go very far. Absolutely. I just want to say also take time for yourself yeah, every day, for sure. at least an hour. Because like she said, you know, you're a wife, you're, you're, and when you're a mother. And when you're a mother, you're a teacher, you're a nurse, you're a cook, you're everything. So taking time for yourself, one hour a day, you know, even mm-hmm. if you have to get up earlier in the morning, just do it. It's, it's, it's great. It's worth it. Yes. For sure. And for me, everybody, uh, you know, I have the, uh, the the thought process of not being a quitter. If you're a quitter, I was in dungeons in Brazil. I came home to nothing. And I believe your success is in your mind and in your heart. And if you keep striving for your goals, uh, you'll have a good life and enjoy your life. And do what makes you happy. Just what they're doing, what I'm doing. Uh, I walked away from an old life, invented a new life, and... Uh, it's satisfying to know that you're not a quitter and success comes from drive. 
and ambition. So never give up on your, your dreams. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody. True John A. Light on Instagram, johnalight.com. And uh, click if you like and subscribe. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.